Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. It's almost like uh, every time Spencer and I are talking together, it's about stuff. Uh, Spencer Holbrook, Jeremy Birmingham, we are talking stuff for Ohio State recruiting for Letterman Row. Uh, today is signing day, February the 5th. It is a day that used to be a lot of fun. Uh, now today is pretty boring. No, it just sucks. Pretty boring. It was a day that, uh, you know, obviously was still successful for Ohio State. Signed one additional player in the class of 2020, bringing that total to 25 guys by adding Cameron Martinez from Muskegon, Michigan, four-star defensive back, wide receiver. Uh, Cameron, uh, we we talked about him ad nauseum. I'm not going to dive too far into it, but um, uh, Kerry Combs, who we got a chance to speak with today uh, prior to filming this, had some stuff to say about Cam Martinez, and so did Ryan Day. So from, from your perspective, Spencer, what was it that, you took away from just those guys talking about it because I'm sure you're sick and tired of hearing me talk about it. I am. I am sick and tired of hearing you talk about Cam. So, Kerry, got, Kerry Combs got to talk about Cam. Ryan Day got to talk about Cam for the first time. And I think Cam's going to play defense. And Ryan talk, Ryan Day talks about how if he want, you know, he'll have a lot of input and he'll be able to tell him that he wants to play offense because that's his ideal position. But I think Kerry Combs is going to win that battle, and I think he's going to play defense. I think Kerry said he'll start at outside corner. He could move inside. He could move to safety. They'll, but they'll start him at outside corner and see what his skill set allows for. And that tells you everything you need to know that he already has that plan for him. Yeah. Whereas Ryan Day was talking in very general terms, you know, we could do this with him, we could do that with him. Well, Kerry Combs already has a plan for what he's going to do with yeah. him. I think the, the thing with Cam, and, and I thought it was interesting, Kerry Combs talked about going to watch him play basketball a week ago and was commenting that on the basketball court, he reminded him of Damon Arnett uh, when he used to recruit Arnett in St. Thomas defense. Aquinas. And the reason for that, and again, I don't want, we talked about it on the rapid reaction show um, as well, but it's the ability for, for him to flip his hips the way he does on defense, which is it, that's what a good cornerback does. And so to me, it's interesting just that Kerry Combs obviously uh, had to go recruit Cam Martinez. Okay. So that's, let's be very clear. Ryan Day wanted Cam Martinez in the class. So Kerry Combs was told, go recruit this kid. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be the case uh, for the class of 2021. And so you may see a shift in some of the defensive back uh, priorities or, or recruitments in, in 2021 because Kerry Combs is going to have the ability to recruit the guys he wants, right? Ryan Day said, go finish this with Cam Martinez. But that doesn't mean Kerry Combs had to love what he saw. You know what I mean? But it, it, it seems like he does. Right. He did, because, like because that's the type of athlete Cameron is, is that – he has an ability uh, to move in a way that a lot of kids just don't have. And sure, you'd, you'd like him to be six foot one and, or, or have the, the long arms that Legend Cavazos does or, or the 4 3 speed. And, he, you know, Cam's going to be a 4 4 5, 4 5 guy. But he's such a complete athlete that he really provides an a, a interesting canvas for these coaches to work in, whether it's running back or wide receiver or returner. Or defensive back, or safety, or I mean, or cornerback, or safety. Um, it, it's just Ryan Day said it. He thought that Cam Martinez is one of the most under recruited players in the country, um, and it, I've said that for for three years. I, I firmly believe it. Two time Player of the Year in Michigan, Mister Football in Michigan as a senior. To me, Ohio State landing and signing Cameron Martinez today is a major win for the Buckeyes. And I, I know he was only a three-star until a few weeks ago when he got bumped to, to four-star status in the composite rankings, but it's a, it's, a, it's a major win for this program. Two things. You missed calling it a, it a canvas with Cameron Martinez. Uh, my bad. 
And I know you like puns. So yeah, damn it. How did I miss that? <laughs> the other thing is... A canvas. Everything you have said about Cam in the last four years since you watched him, you infamously watched him at the state, yeah. state championship game. and That was in Division Eight, by the way, in told Michigan. people that they needed to recruit that Ohio State I should just, probably I just said, there. look, wait for this kid to grow up. And then, you know. You have said so much, and it's all, for the most part, been true. Um, I don't know how genuine his interest was in these other schools as much as he was just waiting to see what Ohio State had to offer him with Kerry Combs. Um, I tend to think um, – it was more of let me wait and see what Ohio State had rather than sure. let's find out what these other schools do have. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, it was that way. I mean, Cameron made it very clear in December when he said he wasn't going to sign. He said, I'm still committed to uh, Ohio he State. He wanted to go to he, Ohio This was where he wanted to be. There was never a moment where he thought to himself, oh, I should really go look at other places. Even though Ryan Day said today, he told him, if you need to do that, go do it. But Cameron never wanted to be anywhere else. And so I, I, I think that obviously – Things worked out in a way with the Titans when they lost when they did. Uh, that really helped Ohio State because if the Titans would have beaten the Chiefs and ended up in the Super Bowl, who knows what happens. Yeah, Cam, Cam might not have signed with right. Ohio State today. But it's interesting to me that you brought up the way that they can they, they locked in Cam Martinez, they locked in these other guys, and now they can go out and Kerry Combs can find guys he likes in 2021. And I think that might be, I don't know where you want to take this, but I think that's a good starting point with this class. Ohio State has a lot going for it in 2021 right now. Kerry Combs is going to come back into this program and, and teach the guys like Amir Reap, like uh, now Cam Martinez, like mm-hmm. Seven Banks, Marcus Williamson, Tyreek Johnson, guys that haven't been able to find the, the field in their Ohio State career. And they might find a little bit of a revelation yeah. there because the guy that recruited them, that, that trusted them as players three and four years ago, that's your, that's your position coach now. And so – the priority might shift. Yeah. They, they might only want two corners or, or maybe at tops three corners, whereas these some of these guys that haven't panned out, if they didn't pan out again this year, they might have to go out and get three or four defensive backs. And I think it's interesting to watch over these next few few weeks and these next few months to see the progress that those guys make and the priority shift that happens in 2021 because there are some fantastic corners that Ohio State there are. On the there, there are. And I think what the point that I think you're getting at here is that in a normal a coaching change situation. You bring in a guy that has to start brand new with the players that are already on the roster, right? Mm-hmm. You have to bring in a guy that has to decide, okay, these are the guys I like. These are the guys. This is Kerry Combs' defensive back room. The, 90% of these guys he recruited. They just happened to be developed by, by two other guys right. in the last and two so, years. So now he, he already knows what he's walking into. And I think that is a huge thing for him. But as far as the guys on the roster – there's not going to be that awkward moment of, okay, how, how does this new coach like me? These guys know. And I think it's clear from the first couple of weeks that Kerry Combs was on the recruiting trail. He went to see Jordan Hancock. He went to see Ja'Kalen Johnson. He went to see Tony Grimes. He went to see all the guys that we've already been talking about because those are the best cornerbacks in the country. And take it to the bank, one of those three will be in Scarlet and Gray. Sure, because at Kerry least. Combs wins recruiting battles, and that's one of the big things that, that, you, have to, that you have to talk about with him. He, he didn't really have to win Cameron Martinez, but he had to win him over. Yeah. He had, had to win him over. Well, he had to earn his family's trust and, and, and let them know that he had Cam's best interest at heart. And I, I think the important thing here is to see what happens uh, once Ohio State can get back on the recruiting trail in March. Because this entire month of February is a recruiting dead period, as we've already talked about. And that means Kerry Combs is going to be watching a lot of tape, and he's going to be seeing a lot of players around the country that he hasn't had a chance to see. So that first couple-week period, he's going to see the guys they already know. Okay, He's going to see the guys that Mark Pantone and Matt Barnes and, and Al Washington have said, these are the guys we like. 
But now, and, and this is a departure from what Kerry Combs was able to do here uh, in his previous stint, he is now going to be responsible for finding his guys. And Jeff Halfley did a great job with that last year, and Ryan Day allowed him to. Okay, that, that That's in itself a, a rarity or would have been a rare thing under Urban Meyer because there's no way Urban Meyer would have let a first-year assistant choose the guys he was recruiting. Yeah, he'd maybe pick one or two that he really liked and would and you know deal with them. But Jeff Halfley was able to go and sign, okay, I want Clark Phillips, I want Latham Ransom, and go get those guys. Kerry Combs will have that ability now that he never had before. And I, I don't expect a, a huge departure from uh, the style or the, the, the type of quarterback. He's still going to go after those long-limbed guys, little taller uh, guys who can really get up in your face and play press man. But I, I, I don't know on the recruiting board, per se, if we should expect to see a significant change because those guys that there are recruiting, Tony Grimes, J.K. Johnson, uh, Jordan Hancock, and others, are already in that mold. And they all have major interest in Ohio State. Yeah, they've all been here for visits. They, you know, So he's walking into a process halfway through. And it's kind of nice, though, right? Yeah. Because he gets to try and make these relationships when these guys already have interest in Ohio State. He doesn't have to start that flame. And let's be honest, a lot of these kids around the country have interest in Ohio State right. because Ohio State wins. Sure. But these kids have already figured out what Ohio State is without Kerry Combs. And now they get to find out what kind of energy and what kind of elite level of talent development he brings to the fold. And I think that's really important. Like when these guys come to campus and I assume they'll come in March or April, Mm -hmm. because that's just when the visits happen, they're going to see an energetic guy who, who uh, breaks down things with every single one of his corners that, that, that brings a level of, of excitement and energy to the entire defense. And that just gets it. He's coached the NFL. He's coached at high school. He's coached at the college level. He knows what he's doing. And I think that just adds to the, the uh, the Ohio State way, I guess, sure. these kids are going to see a, not a new Ohio State, but an even more energetic Ohio State than when a 40-year-old Jeff Apley was here. And I think that's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, if you're a YouTube subscriber for Letterman Row and you have your notifications on, uh, Wednesday was probably kind of annoying as we uploaded a bunch of videos <laughs> of, of the early enrollees. So 14 early enrollees met with the media on Wednesday, the class of 2020, I guess it's time to put a capper on the class of 2020. Uh, one of the country's top five classes, which is obviously the norm and the expectation at Ohio State. I've been fortunate enough to know a lot of these kids over the last year, two years, three years. For you, who's just getting into this side of things and getting to go on some of these visits and uh, recruiting trips. What was your biggest takeaway from this group? And is there a player that maybe you didn't know a lot about that you left Today's availability, thinking, wow, that kid is way different, or, or you know, than I thought he was. So there's two things. One of them is kind of weird, and one of them is, is I think, is really important for the future of the program. G. Scott is as mentally ready to be in this program as any early enrollee could be. I think that that kid is is mature beyond his years. If you gave him a wide receiver room, he could lead it right now. I think he's he's pretty advanced as far as talking with the media, as far as being able to communicate. Um, you know, his plans as far as being able to communicate what the coaches are relaying to him. I think he takes everything in stride and I think he takes it it really, really well. I think he's a really coachable guy and I think he's a guy that fans are going to fall in love with over the next few years amid the hype that surrounds Jackson Smith and Jigba and Julian Fleming. There's going to be this this G Scott that that can really get people to latch on to yeah. him. I think he can be a leader. The other thing that I thought was just hilarious is Paris Johnson 
when we were talking to him, said that two of his family members played at Miami, Ohio, mm -hmm. and his, his mom was a counselor there. He legitimately, before he visited Ohio State, had Miami in a top three with Alabama and Michigan State. And he said I, I, he wanted to make it very clear that that was a realistic option for him until they waited to offer, until after the Alabamas and the Clemsons and the Ohio right. States offered. And then he had to sit down and say, that's not an option for you. That was his dream school. And so I think I have a newfound appreciation for Paris Johnson just being ready to get to work because – at one point in time, his dream school was a Mac school. Yeah. And now he's here at Ohio State, and, and every dream that he has is out in front of him, and he already looks ready to, ready to play. And we talked about that on Rapid Reaction. I just thought that was an interesting tidbit to learn about him. And, and you, you start to learn a little bit about who these guys are aside from their top fives and top tens and what this coach is preaching to them. Right. To me, um, a little inside baseball here on this type of day, right, there's 50-plus media members getting a chance to – uh, feast on people they've never met before. They have their preconceived notions about what these kids are, what you know, what type of what what they would think if they were in their shoes. Blah blah blah. And to me, as you watch and listen to media members today, there was a I don't want to say almost concerted effort, but everyone is waiting for there to be a rift between C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller, and I think people are creating this idea that those two are going to go at it and, and they're not going to be friends and they're not going to, they're, they're competing against each other and the loser has to leave town on a, on a horse, you know, like, like I, I watched as a number of different people in the media today, like tried to get them to, I don't want to say speak negatively, but to just say, yeah, I, I'm better. He sucks. The best example of that is, is this Julian Flem Jack, Jack Miller's walking off the field. Julian Fleming's walking onto the field. Julian Fleming, who who is a roommate of C.J. Stroud, right. looks at Jack Miller and says, hey, did you eat yet? That guy is getting along with both of these guys, and they're both getting along yeah. with each other. I just it, – it, it is starting to drive me a little crazy. These guys are not going to have a physical altercation. Yeah, I, I think that the, the reality – They're uh, going to be friends, and they're just going to compete against each other. And that's what – every other position does the exact same thing. Yeah. It's just the fact that it's it's the it's the, the quarterback. Position. We're a month into their college careers. They haven't taken an actual snap <laughs> of football, and everyone is talking to them as though one of them is going to, like they're in a steel cage. It's survivor. It, it's it's not celebrity deathmatch. Okay, <laughs> these are eighteen year old kids who are trying to figure out how to go to class on time and go to study table. Let's get it on. <laughs> <laughs> and and it, it's infuriating that people believe that there 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 has to be some sort of uh, divide between the two of them. Right now, they are both on the exact same footing. They're both trying to figure out what life is like as a college student after living out west their whole lives. And now they're in Columbus, Ohio, trying to figure out how to set an alarm to wake up on time by themselves. It's, like, they're worried about that. They're not worried about, oh, screw that guy. I mean, I, I don't, I, please, please, team, I'm begging you out there. Are if you you're, team Jack or team CJ? I'm team Team everyone. quarterback. I'm That's team what everyone. It should be. You should be team quarterback. The fact is, these kids are, <laughs> are trying to learn how to be a college quarterback. And the last thing on their mind right now is, Oh, what does it feel like to come into a class with another quarterback? Who cares? Ask an offensive lineman. Trey LaRue's here. There's six offensive linemen in this class. Why doesn't anybody ask him? It was like, interesting to me. I know the quarterback's different. I know, but... <sighs> Spencer. Yeah, but G. Scott, I asked him, I said, what's it like being with two quarterbacks just trying to create a relationship with both of them? He's like, it's great because right now, and it's funny that they're getting asked all these quarterback questions because G. Scott said, right now I haven't even... 
talked about their positions yet. We're just friends because we live together. Right. I mean, we haven't taken a they're, snap. They're not throwing the football. We're not – and they. I know that Jack Miller and, and C.J. Stroud are both from the West Coast. They've, they've been in camps against each other. They've competed against each other. Competition makes everyone better. And I, I think that the goal here at Ohio State is not to, to – and it, I, I'm stammering because I'm so annoyed by this topic. But why do people feel like they have to create – a a faux controversy just to have something to say like let the let let them let them grow let them grow it's kind of funny to me that that one of them might austin shaking his head one of them might be the third string quarterback next year one of them might be the back quarterback they're not competing for the starting spot yeah they're lifting for the first time in this last month with the strength coaches and they haven't taken a snap. I think we've said it four times, but yeah. it's so important. They haven't taken a snap. They the, don't know what each what each other are going to be like. This this class field. this class is full of potential. It is uh, full of great kids, and 2020 is over. And we are we are on to 2021, 2022, uh, and Someone's with such a dad. with that, great kids. yeah, they, they are great kids. And <laughs> and with that, this episode of Talking Stuff brought to you by Buyers Auto is over as well. So let's shut her down. Let's go home. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham for Letterman Row. We will talk to you next time.